When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show, of course, is brought to you by the Wrestling Realm. Folks, we got a jam-packed show for you tonight. And, you know, two Brian's are better than one as I bring on my guy. He is Brian Ain't Line, and he's got belts. I see he's bringing out the wwe championship my man brian langford brian what's up bro oh man oh look i oh man i'm, I'm hyped right now there's it's no way at this age i should still be this hyped at night i should be in a bed but after after what we just watched i'm up i'm good yeah, man, you know i sat there and i was watching the match man and you know Brand new champion. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. But we got to acknowledge earlier today as we record on Wednesday night, we lost a legend. A legend, the very first intercontinental champion, the one and only Pat Patterson. And, you know, we talked about intercontinental championships. So I had to bring out the classic. Obviously, this isn't the belt he held, but it's still the classic. And then... Not only that, the creator of the Royal Rumble, the creator of um, the Iron Man, well, not the creator of the Iron Man match, but the guy who put together the masterpiece of um, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Do you have any memories of Pat Patterson? Man, I, I love Pat at the, as the Stooges, man. I enjoy Pat and Gerald Briscoe uh, just looking at it now. Looking at the age that they were, still taking those bumps and everything like that, oh, it was something crazy. It was crazy, though, Brian. I was just watching an interview with Gerald Briscoe this morning, I think, on some website. I was watching, and I was like, dang, I wonder how Pat Patterson's doing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, Pat is gone there. And I'm like, you know, and I'm serious. I tell everybody, check on Ric Flair. When people die, I instantly say, go check on Flair. Check on Hulk Hogan's okay, but check on Flair instantly. But um, we're definitely going to miss Pat, man. He revolutionized the Intercontinental Championship belt. Um, and I can tell you this, um, he definitely was a great pioneer for that belt because he paved the way for people like Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, Brett the Hitman Hart, even guys like Rick Rude, Shawn Michaels, and et cetera. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we lost another good one today. But the good thing about um, – I wouldn't say the good thing about losing people, but I, I feel like he gave us his all, and I feel like that – you know, we owe it to Pat to celebrate his life versus, you know, kind of being in tears about, you know, his tragic death or not his tragic death, but his uh, passing today. I mean, you bring up a good point. You know, I think about Pat Patterson and I think about um, just what he meant to the McMahon family. 
you know, and you hear stories about, you know, we saw Shane McMahon making a post as far as, you know, just a picture. Uh, you think about The Rock and Seven Bucks. But like I said, you know, will you bring up check on, um, check on Ric Flair? I, I even think about check on Vince McMahon. You know, a lot of people said Vince McMahon didn't look too well the night the Undertaker retired. Maybe he knew something. Maybe he knew something, you know, because Pat seemed like he's just been in the business since, you know. Most people, you know, unfortunately, they'll like kind of fade away like Howard Finkel, uh, Mean Gene. They wasn't active on television or active behind the scenes. It would seem like Pat Patterson has always been active. It seemed like he's never like left the business. It seemed like he's been there, you know. No, yeah, man, he was uh, totally active. You made a great point. Something looked off with Vince doing that Undertaker thing, and I couldn't figure out what it was. I didn't know if it was because Vince is starting to really age and that makeup they're putting on him is just real bad. But um, it looks like, you know, Vince knew things as well because for us, we didn't know this was, this was coming, but maybe Vince knew that it was coming. Not Pat Patterson just wasn't a long-term employee of the company, he was more of their family as well, too. Um, so, again, I know it's a lot for Vince to go through when, you know, he loses a guy that close to his family. And, um, and again, man, on our behalf, on especially my family's behalf, man, uh, Pat, Pat's going to be missed. But, man, those Stooges was one of my favorite gimmick of all time because it was not supposed to get over. And they got over completely. Uh, I will say this, man. We, we think about the attitude error. Uh, you know, I'm 34, and the attitude error was a time where I really didn't understand what a corporation was, what Stooges was. But now you watch it, I was like, oh, we know some corporate Stooges. <laughs> no, we know we definitely know some corporate Stooges right now. Like, so like I say, doing the attitude error, Brian, and the same thing. I'm 34 as well, so it's like. I didn't understand none of that stuff. And I was like, why are they called stooges, corporate stooges? But now you see, as you become older, you're like, oh, so they, they was the type of little goody two-shoes at the job. And they wanted to kiss up to the boss and everything. So it was a cool gimmick. I wish people like me and you could have understood it more during the Attitude Era. But guess what? In 2020, we appreciate it now because we get a chance to actually talk about it. I mean, just think about how many times I can. Okay, Mr. Mac-Man. Mac-Man. <laughs> Mr. Mac. That, that was the funniest thing ever when it was Mr. Mac-Man. I was like, <laughs> again, that was the funniest part of their gimmick, man. It was hilarious. Yeah, man. But, you know, we're going to talk wrestling the current product. Rest in peace, Pat Patterson. Thank you for all the memories. Man, you came on here. You said you can't believe you still love it the way you do, man. Tonight, Kenny Omega becoming the brand new, new AEW World Champion. I said this a while ago. This was my bold prediction for 2020, and it finally happened. I made the prediction last December, and it's happening now. What's your thoughts? So, I, I, it had to happen. I, to be honest, I feel like that we were getting too much of Mox. Like, it, everything was, oh, Mox is going to win. Mox is going to win. And I get it. Tony Khan is trying to push Moxley as a Stone Cold type of guy, you know, with AEW. But it was time. Um, I think this would be a great change for AEW. I, I would like to see what Adam Page comes in this at because Hangman Page 
and Omega just broke up their tag team recently. So again, it was so. That was the match of the year. I don't care if nobody tells me. In any professional wrestling, that was the match of the year. Because at one point, Brian, I thought Mox was turning heel. I was like, is Mox turning heel? Like, he's doing a couple of heelish things. And then all of a sudden, boom, Kenny Omega, classic. For me, classic 90s. Hit him with the microphone over top of the head. Bust him open. Becoming the new AEW champion. Um, yeah, it, it'll be some great things going forward with the company. I definitely want to see how Omega is portrayed as a world champion right now, especially with, you know, the breaking that we've seen last, uh, the breaking that we've seen tonight. Um, I, I'm just happy, man. I, I'm excited for AEW. I think that down the line they'll be able to compete with WWE. I don't think right now they really are, but down the line it's a, it's a good product to compete with Vince McMahon. Um, I don't know about matches in the year. I gotta, I gotta pump my brakes. I gotta Match. look at some things, but I enjoyed it. Um, I will say this: I gotta see what Omega can do as champion. You know yeah. what I mean? What can Kenny Omega do as we move forward? Now, okay, this is a guy who I wanted to see become champion for the longest time. What can you give me? You know, I've been, I've been saying to people who. Stop watching wrestling. Well, guess what? They got this thing on now called AEW. You may not like what WWE is doing, but give this a shot. You know the name Chris Jericho, but there's a guy named Kenny Omega, and he's been disappointing in the end of, you know, well, throughout 2019, right? Now we're in 2020. You know, he's got an unblemished record. What can he do going into 2021 as champion? I want to see, like you said, you brought up Tony Khan. Is they putting the guy the ball in his hands? But the big story leaving, we saw Don Callis walk out, and then they took off running. Everybody like Omega, what the heck? And he said, "We'll see you Tuesday night." And I'm like, "Eight me AEW Dark," <laughs> and they like, "Uh uh-uh. uh, Impact." Whoa, whoa, game changer. What was your thoughts when you saw that? See, look, you knew it was a game changer. Like it's like it was a game changer. Like so, like I did the same thing, right? So uh, again, I was, I was drinking some water, and I was like Tuesday. So I was like, I was like, I was like, what they doing Tuesday? Is there like a special that I don't, I don't have a clue? So then I was like, what's? And then all of a sudden, when he was like on Impact, I said, whoa! So that's the deal that we got here. Okay, so you. You trying to cross brand and do a couple of things. And I was like, oh, man. So now that has got everyone thinking, let me watch Impact on Tuesday. Because I'm not going to lie to you. Brian, I haven't watched Impact in like over maybe two years now. I've just lost track of Impact. But now, Tuesday, I am waiting to see Kenny Omega come out there like, and see what he has to say. You know, here's the thing. Access TV. Where are you at, Brian? Uh, I'm in PG County. Okay. Do you get Access TV down there? Yeah. Yep, yep. See, we don't get it in Baltimore. Oh. Okay. So I usually got to watch on Twitch, but Twitch isn't the most user-friendly. <laughs> and it's always changing. Like, when people's like, yeah, I may subscribe to this channel. And I'm like, just subscribe. Oh, wait, you got to pay to subscribe to, like, and, I, you know, that's the whole Zelina Vegas of, different conversation but i'm still trying to like really understand so i but you know kenny omega AEW champion somebody i've been waiting for you best to believe i'm gonna find a way 
<laughs> you're gonna find a way to make sure that you like because I know how it is how you feel like people should be like world champions and you're like man they're just not getting the belt give them the belt but now that he has the belt now what kind of champion who is going to be we all understand he's going to fight Mox at least two more times or whatever it is in the cage or whatever kind of match they want to come up with but can Kenny Omega deliver as the guy because guess what it's one thing for people to hype you it's another thing to be in the position as champion because the expectation goes from where you said it at a while back you probably said it high it is now higher because he has to succeed as a world champion and we do not want him to end up being like a jack swagger world champion yeah for those that don't know jack swagger is you know, dude, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. Just go look at Jack Swagger. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's gonna be that man. That's that's woo. That nah, nah. But um, you know, um, another big thing, AEW. The man they call Sting. Sting making his return to TNT for the first time since uh, March 2001, 18 years ago. I was shocked. I was actually on Haps News. Shout out to Haps during my Ravens post show and then talking about uh, John Wall getting traded. And I see my brother Corey from the Wrestling Marks of Excellence. I have my kicks on my fix on social media. Um, he said something in the group chat. He's like, oh, that was good. And I'm like, OK, I know Corey watches AEW on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Let me turn to it. And I see Sting. And I said, I'm like, wait, hold on. I know we live talking sports. But Sting just made his way back to wrestling. What do you think about this, man? I don't. See, so here's my fear with AEW. And don't get me wrong. I love it that they were able to, you know, bring the Stinger on in. I don't know how the deal is going to work, if it's for a couple of shows or not. I don't want them to get into WCW mode. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring another WCW guy after this. Because that will become your slow failure very fast and i don't want AEW to be like you know prime example when tna first got going they were tna and then all of a sudden they were like bring wcw guys on in to try to bring the band back together nah but it was a great thing to see the stinger like people like sting taker and flair and hogan once you hear their music or anything around them you're like oh snap and like my, my hairs were up on my arms and i was like Sting, I'm like, but he's like 60. I shouldn't be still as excited, but I'm always excited for the Stinger, man. He he delivers um, on promos. He delivers on everything, and I just I love the Stinger AEW. I want to see how they are going to use the Stinger. Can he still wrestle, Brian? That be that's my question. Is he is he clear? Yeah, uh, I I think so. I know he said that he was done. You know, when you go back to a few years ago, he retired at the WWE. I'm assuming Tony Khan threw him a bag. Uh, but of course. I'm looking at it, I'm like, you know, it's like you said, there's WCW, there's that factor. But then, you know, if this was Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, let's be honest, it might have been, yeah. But yeah. a guy like Sting, that's because Sting was always just special. You know, even I hate to say it, even if it was Flair, because we've seen him so much, they'd be like, oh, Flair's over there. You know, and I honestly thought, uh oh, I guess Flair's on his way. But then you think about Charlotte, you know, he ain't going to AEW. So I, I do like the fact that 
Sting will, you know, I want to see what's going to happen. But I'm I'm not mad at it, you know. I, I, but I, I I'm definitely with you. We got to think about that WCW piece. Don't get caught up into the WCW ish, and then you lose your way. But the difference between a WCW, I mean AEW versus Impact, to me, it, AEW hasn't made that many new stars. You no, know? they haven't. My thing is that so I like Jungle Boy. Um, I'm a huge Jungle Boy fan. I don't. Uh, Oh, I, I love I love Jungle Boy, man. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Okay. My, my guy, I love Orange Cassidy. Um, uh, I like the, Orange Cassidy. Uh, Scorpio Sky. Uh, I'm so iffy on him sometimes. But, but like, wasn't he like big in ROH? Yeah, and, and so it's like, can you count that? You know, I, you know, Kazarian. I know those guys are getting older. I, I think AEW is more focused on, believe it or not, tag team wrestling versus. Singles guys, I mean, because you know, you got your Cody's and all that other stuff, but they're so focused on tag team wrestling. But they need to build the next star in AEW, so it's going to take a little while because I, I don't believe in Brian Cage. Yeah, uh, I don't either. Yeah, I, I just think he's Chris Masters. Everybody's like, Wow, how do you come up with these comparisons? I'm like, That's what these people are. So, yeah. um, I like the manager aspect, I do like Tully Blanchard's and all of the managers that they have, but it's time to build. The next guy, and I don't know in 2020 if it's that hard to build the guy like it was maybe 15 years ago. You know, 15 years ago you could build a guy. Now later, everybody's like they're expecting, I guess, for the guy to come in and be dominant. And when he's not dominant, we get frustrated very fast. So mm-hmm. hopefully, AEW can build the next uh, guy because I, I got a feeling Cody's going to have the belt by 2021. So around 2021, even though he said he can't challenge. For the World Heavyweight Championship, he's going to be the AEW champion in 2021. I think he should be. You know, I, I think he's a great ambassador for the company. And I think, he, I mean, he, let's be real. Cody's one of the number one baby faces in all of pro wrestling. You know, like, how can you root against this guy? So I think he should be an AEW champion coming up soon. He's a tweener to me. I would call him a tweener because he could play a good heel and he could play a good baby face. So... I mean, again, if they play it right, maybe towards next year around this time, we could probably be seeing Omega versus Cody because, uh, again, you know, the first couple of months we're going to get Omega versus Moxley uh, mm-hmm. for the next couple of months. And then I want to see who else they're going to try to get groomed together for that role because, like, the green – what's the guy with the green hair? I forget his name. The, the, the T-Rex guy. What does he call himself? Luchasaurus? Uh, yeah. Oh, garbage. So I don't oh, like him either. Yes, garbage. But see, but, like, the here's the thing, here. right? With Cody – I understand what you're saying, being a tweener, he can play both roles, but it's not that easy to be a white meat baby face oh, yeah. in 2020, and he can do it. You know, one once he, I, I don't need the shots at w, uh, at Triple H and WWE. Look, I get it; they hurt you. Move on. You got your own thing now, but yeah. he can be that great baby face. So I would like to see that happen with him. Cody, Cody Rose for champion in 2021. I mean, he has built um, that TNT championship up, and I, and I hope that that championship doesn't get um, lost in the sauce in so many words. Because do you think that AEW has to bring another belt out? Like, they, no more. They, think nah, it's enough? Yeah, I think it's enough. You know, I think they got to get AEW Dark right. I would like to be um, invested in AEW Dark. And every time I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to watch it. Here's the problem. When I turn on AEW Dark, what I see is wrestlers versus 
jobbers, people yeah. getting an opportunity. Why would I sit there and watch a match if I know the result's going to end? You know, yeah, I watch people like Bishop King because I've been watching his career and I really enjoy his work. But unfortunately, like, man, I know he's going to lose, you know. So. My, my man gets disrespected the most, Brian Pillman Jr., man. Oh, my God, man. I'm a big, I'm a big Brian Pillman Jr. fan, man. I would love to see him uh, get, a, get a chance on a bigger stage, man, because he can definitely deliver. I think he's just like his dad, man. He can, he can deliver as good as his dad. I, I like him. I think he's, he's missing something. You know, um, shout out to my co-host, the real Dwayne Allen, said he needs a mentor. You know, like being around Chris Jericho 24-7, you know, because you saw when he first, um, you know, the earlier days of his career, because one, he was getting a push because of his name. Let's be real. Yeah, he, was, he was on all wrestling platforms and indie, big indie events. And he, he knows that. But now, you know, so it took him a while to really let the character develop and really figure out who he is. You know, at one point he was rocking the mullet, you know. So now it's Classic. like. All right, we could he could be who he want to be, you know. No, definitely classic for for Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, you're right. Sometimes, in order to become a star, you have to come out of like your dad's shadow. Because honestly, when you look at him, he wears the same mullet like his dad, looks just like his dad. And while it is a good thing, it could somehow drag you back a little bit further in years. So yeah, he has to create his own identity. If he does. I think he's a good talent for AEW. I think he's a good talent for even Vince. And Vince gives him a call and brings him on up to WWE. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. He would be, he seems like he'd be a good WWE guy. You know what I mean? Um, he just got to be careful. I'm pretty sure he said some things about the company. I think with the way things went down with his mother and all that. But who knows? I mean, never say never. Man, wow. I mean, I'm just still shocked that. Tonight just it was just a shocker with the Stinger and Omega. I mean, I don't think I was really shocked when Omega won the uh, AEW Championship. I, I was more just shocked on how the, the storyline played out. And it was a good yeah. one. It wasn't just your typical, you know, he hit him with a steel chair. To because when they both put the chairs down, well, when Mox got the chairs and put the chairs in the ring, I was like, what's about to happen? And some of those jabs, I don't care if nobody tells me. Some of those jabs tonight look a little, little stiff. Yeah. That's just me, though. That's just me. Yeah, but, you know, you thought, like you said, you thought it was going to get to a point where it was going to be the typical. He wins the title. Young Bucks come out, celebrate. Adam Page standing at the ramp, giving him the look. He's looking at him like, I'm next. It, it, we, we, we've been watching this so long. But this was definitely took us for something different. It's got us intrigued. My thing is, Impact Wrestling. The ball is in your court. All eyes are gonna be on you now. You're gonna have to deliver. You, <laughs> you know? can't drop the ball on this one at all. Impact wrestling, like literally, you got handed Christmas today. Like this was a Christmas gift hand delivered to you. So if you go in there Tuesday and stink up the jump, yep. this is this because I I think this was the final straw for impact wrestling they figured that they weren't getting enough tv views they weren't getting over anymore and then this right here will help out now the question is who's going to write the promo for tuesday because that promo has to be one of the hardest ones in a long time because again if we all watch that promo tuesday and go oh a crappy invasion angle we're going to be like i'm done 
I'm mm-hmm. done with it. So it it all depends on who um who writes the promo. Should they practice it a thousand and one times? And let's see if Kenny Omega can actually. I want him to nail it, man, because this little this little new thing about Omega, I actually like. I actually like this Omega right here. I think it's more of what he wanted to be versus being in that tag team with Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, definitely. Real quick before we move on, mm-hmm. um, PWI released their tag team list. I talked about it last week. Um, you know, they had FTR as number one. Do you agree with that list? I like FTR. I'm sorry. They're like an old 90s. They're like a late 80s, early 90s tag team. I love FTR to death. Um, I, I think it's fair enough. I, I, them, them at one. Who they have at two? I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm intrigued. Do you so have I, who they have at two? I, got, I think I got the list uh, somewhere. I don't. You don't uh, have that's, no, that's I don't fair. have it written out. But I'm going to tell you why I didn't like it. I, they talk about of the year and accomplishments, right? Mm-hmm. FTR had 90 days off. The Street Profits was out there busting their tails. I like that. Taking you through the pandemic. At some points having whole segments, whole hour-long segments on Monday Night Raw. So I don't understand, like, how are they not number one? I would even say, I would have accepted Omega and Paige. You know, they ran through the tag team division and, and really, like, ramped up those wins, but also really building that friendship to eventually split. But when you look at accomplishments, they got, they racked up a lot of wins, you know? It looks like the profits were, it looks like the profits were number five. Oh my God, that's, that's way low. Mm-hmm. That is that's first of all. Let me tell you something, Montez Ford. This is no no disrespect to Angelo Dawkins. I think Angelo um, is a solid guy, but I think that Montez Ford has got a lot of superstardom in his future. He's to me. I don't know when it's going to happen. He's a future WWE or Universal Champion. You can't help but see Marty, Janetti, and Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I, and that's the problem. And I don't want to disrespect Angelo Dawkins and be like, yo, you're about to be Marty. But I, I think that's what's going to happen to Angelo it's, down the line. We, we've been WWE-ified, man. Um, when we look at tag teams, if they're not brothers, naturally, or they don't... Yeah, if they're not natural brothers, we kind of look at it like, okay, which one's the bigger star? You know, um, even with Edge and Christian, everybody knew Edge was going to be the star. Christian broke through the glass ceiling, but they wasn't letting him break through. But he had to go to TNA, prove himself to come back and hold the title. But, in, you know, with Edge, uh, the Hardy Boys, we didn't think one of them would be WWE champion and Jeff broke through. But, like, we look at the Dudleys, you know, we thought, okay, they're going to stay together forever. Yeah, they had a little split here and there, but it didn't feel right, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah, any any type of tag team, especially the Dudleys, when they broke up, I, I just think they got tossed two bad gimmicks. The Reverend Devon and the whole, you know, the Bubba Ray thing in 03. Like that that wasn't my that wasn't my type of thing. But man, seeing seeing the profits, I appreciate the street profits. At one time, I really wasn't big fans of them, but they deliver on the mic. Mm-hmm. They deliver on they deliver in the ring. Um, I think that watching them uh work with other teams. They know how to help at least if they beat the other team, help put the other team closer by putting them over a little bit, you know, in the ring, like with moves and selling stuff and, you know, making making whatever tag belts they have more mm-hmm. relevant. Because I'm, I'm going to tell you the honest truth, Brian, I got soured from all these tag belts, the Raw, the NXT yeah. belts, the SmackDown. I'm like, yo, I need one 
tag team champion again. I, I wish they would three. do it like the women's tag team and that'd be the team to travel. Um, I was listening to the Black Wrestling Podcast, and for the 200th episode, they had the Black Announce Table in there. And one of the things they talked about, um, Stat Guy Greg from Black Wrestling, he brought up a good point about the Young Bucks because they were talking about FTR, a team that you like, right? And Which I do too, but he said the reason why they're so great is because working that WWE style, they understand all types of tag team wrestling. And they said with the Young Bucks... They're like, they rely on the crowd so much that, and this was Stat, Stat Guy Greg said, they rely on the crowd so much that they get to a point. It's like watching a comedy a sitcom without the laugh track. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, again, I just think that, uh, I think FTR was held back. Um, in WWE, and, and they almost got tossed a uh, death gimmick because I know Vince McMahon was like, yo, you put your notice in, I got a gimmick for you. Let's dig in this trash can and dig one of these old gimmicks up and get you off TV. Um, th- those guys done well. Uh, Tully Blanchard being put with them, that definitely helps put over. I wouldn't be shocked in 2021 if we see... Oh, really? Some version... Now, don't get me wrong. It sucked. Because TNA did their little fortune thing, and yeah. that really didn't stick well. Um, so I, as long as you do it the right way, mm-hmm. my thing is like this. If you're going to do the horseman, go ahead and just do the horseman. Don't try to beat around the bush with it. Be like, yo, we talked to Rick. Rick said do the full horseman. I don't want to see this crap or nothing else crazy, but I think FTR's got something planned uh, big in 2021. I think that they're going to be my favorite tag team of the year. I would love to see them now. Uh, versus the Street Profits, but of course, you know that's my uh, that's my fantasy dream. Now we're Wait, not going to get that. Didn't we see that already, though? Yeah, but but we're, we're you want to see this version of it? I want to see this version. Yeah, I want to see this version mm-hmm. and even this version of the Street Profits because they got better since you know those matches that they had, whether it was on NXT or even Raw. And, and you got to credit FTR for that because I'm pretty sure they helped them grow. Arn Anderson says it all the time. They're better than where him and Tully was at their career, and he said like they just. They do one thing, they listen, you know. Um, a gentleman, Desmond Xavier, just got signed to WWE, right? I go back, I remember when he was brand new to the business in 2012. He probably don't even remember this. But I remember we was backstage at MCW, uh, pro wrestling. At the time, it's called Maryland Championship Wrestling. And he had a tag partner. And the thing I remember, I was sitting there with my boy Blake. And during that match, they was first on the card. Boom, they wrestled, right? Cool. Unlike other tag teams or wrestlers hanging out in the back, talking, whatever, these guys were sitting there watching the monitor locked into the rest of the show. And I remember Blake, look, he said, you see those kids right there? They're going to be something special. You know, so I got to give a huge shout out to Desmond Xavier for, um, and his uh, team members for getting that big contract to WWE, man. Um, especially when you come from, you know, you see them wrestle up around these parts. Oh, yeah. Hard, hard work pays off, man. And I know that, uh, again, you know, people think that just being a wrestler is going out there and jumping up and down and that's it. Nah, man, you got to look at the match before you and be like, oh, snap. I got to go out here and compete against this match. Ah, and, and, mm-hmm. and so, you know, props to them, man. And, and hopefully, you know, he takes advantage of the opportunity and his team and, um, definitely at the end of the night, Brian, WWE is where everybody wants to go. It's the cream of the crop. 
yep. you know, you can dislike Vince if you want all day long, but to make it to WWE is like you get to finally stick your chest out and go, I'm here, baby. I'm here finally. Why would you want to be a WrestleMania? It's that simple. We grew up with WrestleMania. We didn't, no offense, we didn't grow up with Wrestle Kingdom. We didn't no. grow up with Double or Nothing or whatever these shows are or Bound for Glory. We grew up with WrestleMania. And with that being said, we want to transition to the WWE show. But before we go there, let the people know about your podcast. Oh, yeah. Man, you guys check me out uh, every Thursday uh, between 4 and 5, uh, Unscripted Podcast. It's funny when I called it Unscripted, it just happened out the blue because um, I don't take notes down anymore. I, I hate notes, man. Notes. I take notes down and things end up happening during my podcast. So I just gave up on notes. Um, we enjoy ourselves. Um, everybody's welcome to always come through, chop it up with me. And um, you, see, you see the at sign. I'm on Twitter left and right all day long. I probably say a lot of crazy stuff. I get followers and I get unfollowed too. Um, but I always say I, I love everybody on Twitter, man. I love the engagement. Um, so, yeah, when you get a chance, man, definitely check out the podcast. Um, and I always say that the cheap thing, rate, review, subscribe. Um, trust and believe me, you'll enjoy every moment of it. So My bad. I, sh- I guess I shouldn't have sent you a rundown before the show. <laughs> Even though we just we just kind of went off of it, but um, Drew McIntyre, WWE champion, he has a opponent coming up, and he is the phenomenal AJ Styles, looking to get his third WWE championship. Personally, I would love to see this happen, but I also understand like Drew just got the belt back. They probably not gonna go that direction. What do you think about this upcoming matchup at TLC? You know, I seen that Braun got injured. That 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 was the I think the initial plan was Braun versus Drew, which eh, I wouldn't look too good on that. So I, I'm I'm all in for AJ versus Drew. Um I, I don't know if Vince wants Drew going into the Rumble as the WWE champion, but then that wouldn't make sense. Why would you just take the belt, you know, and off of Randy Orton to give it to Drew, to give it to AJ? So I I mean, I, I think Vince with Drew, he does this. It's up and down. One one week he likes Drew. The next week he's like, oh, no, Drew's not really the guy. Because remember, the two big pay-per-views for Vince, especially right now, are going to be the Rumble and Mania. And he doesn't really like unproven people going into those pay-per-views as world champions. So I think AJ, if AJ loses, he's going to help Drew Submit more of that main event status. I think Randy Orton did because remember on Monday we seen the tap when Randy mm-hmm. Orton tapped Drew and was like, "There you go, you finally getting that, you finally getting over like we want you to be. We want you to be the top baby face." So I'm excited, man, to see Drew. Um, and I hopefully that Drew can retain the title and hopefully AJ can steal the show and um, yeah, push Drew into that bigger baby face role. Yeah, I think with AJ Styles, man, you can never go wrong with him. Um, I don't think he wins it, but, like, I think I agree with you uh, as far as, you know, kind of elevating Drew McIntyre. Uh, but, you know, AJ got some muscle behind him now, so him becoming a WWE champion would definitely be interesting in that aspect. But I could also see, because, you know, we thought Randy would hold the title and then maybe set up for him and Edge, which is I'm never one to say somebody doesn't need the belt. I personally, um, I say it all the time, I don't like the terminology only because in sports, you never hear somebody say, 
they don't need to win the finals or they don't need to win the World Series to be, you know, considered one of all-time greats. Charles Barkley, you know, is considered one of the top three, top five power forwards of all time. But the first thing we always say is he was never a champion, you know. Um, but And I get that in wrestling it is different because you never say Jake the Snake was never a world champion. But with that being said, I just don't think that uh, Edge, Randy Orton rematch needs a championship involved no. in it, you know. But I do, I do, I would love to see AJ Styles. But I'm, I'm really in, interested in seeing who's going to come out as on top of the Royal Rumble this year. And I think that guy will be facing Drew McIntyre. I, and, and briefly, I don't even think I don't even have a favorite who I think that could win the Rumble right now. I would, I don't have nobody on top of my head that would say like all the other years. I've been able to hit them on the nose. This year, I don't have a... The one thing let Otis win the Royal Rumble. Let Otis <laughs> win the Royal Rumble. Forget it. Oh, man. Otis win the Royal Rumble. That would be crazy. Um, I would like to see Miz cash in, though. And, and I would like to see him for soon. Um, but I think Miz, maybe, that might be a WrestleMania cash in, honestly. I think, yeah. I, I can see them doing something like that, like they did with Rollins, having him cash in. Because... Because once he cashes in, I mean, not, not trying to be funny, but future endeavors, John Morrison. Like, that, that, that's it, man. It, that, that's not going to work anymore. Um, but mm-hmm. I would like to see the Miz get that get another shot to, to run with the championship. I think that when he had it about, what, 10 years ago, I, while it was his time, he still was a little bit not ready. And I think right now, he's again, he's, got, he's one of the best heels in the business. I definitely want to see the Miz get the championship eventually. But Drew... I am rooting for you. I hope that Vince can hear this show right now. Vince, when you listen, please <laughs> don't take the belt off of Drew so fast. Keep him as champion. He'll, he'll, he'll go and say, yeah, what did Brian said? We're going to leave the belt on Drew. So I'm leaving the belt on Drew, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you got you to love Vince, man. Vince, oh, man, I wish I want to meet him one day, man. I know I'm, he's starting to get older, and I, I just want to meet him one time, man. I, I'll be satisfied if I can meet him one time. Yeah, I met him once. I uh, didn't have a conversation with him, but, you know, just had a quick picture. He was real cool. Hey, as long as he's cool, I'm cool. You know, if Vince is a cool guy, I just want to get a chance to meet him one time, man. So I'm looking forward to him one day. Yeah, I hope so, man. Oh, man. just happened. All right, so um, Brian just dropped off. So um, let's see. Let's see if we can get him back in here. I don't know what happened. Um all right, there we go. Big yeah, apologies. <laughs> Big apologies. That is on me. This is what this is what is called not paying attention to your your like your whole thing going five percent, four percent, and I'm like, <laughs> where's the charger? And I just started reaching a little bit, and I was like, I'm not gonna find it. Got it, but oh, we're all good. I'm all, all good. good. All good. Um, you know, I got to talk about this. The Hurt Business. We saw this past week Cedric Alexander picking up a huge win over Xavier Woods. And he started, you know, first of all, we got let's put some superior wrestling intellect in this. He walked down the aisle and he said, yeah, you beat Shelton Benjamin, but I'm not Shelton. I'm like, okay, that's a red flag. You said that about your team member. 
But then he gets the win, and then he walks away. Are they planting seeds, man? Man, like, I, I was thrown off by that, too, because I was like, are you throwing your teammate under the bus, or are they trying to break you off the hurt? Maybe the hurt business is meant for Cedric to get in to make him better, push him out, and maybe make him a solid heel. But if I was them, I would not entertain breaking up the hurt business right now. It is one of the best things professional wrestling, not entertainment, professional wrestling has going on. And let me tell you this, Montel Vatavius Porter is one of the greatest guys on the mic at, what, 46, 47 years old. That guy is golden. He has saved He has saved Bobby Lashley. He has saved this Shelton Benjamin run as well, too. So definitely shout out to uh, MVP for what he's doing with the Hurt Business. And also, let's not discount what he did for Cedric Alexander. The work was always there. We knew he could wrestle. But now showing us a different character, I just personally don't see Cedric Alexander just yet. Like, when you look at the nation... You knew The Rock was special. When he turned heel and that switch went off, you knew, like, oh, this is the guy right here. I don't see that necessarily with Cedric. Not saying it can't happen. Obviously, I don't think, I mean, The Rock is just a different story. But to be that solid solo guy who can carry a promo, who can carry a program, who, you know, can do it inside the ring and outside the ring, I don't see that just yet. And I don't see the personality getting to a point where it's so believable. And that's what I'm waiting to see. The the, the little guy, the little guy in, in any type of, whether it's WWE or whatever, it is hard for the little guy to get over because he has to be, A, strong on the mic, and he has to be able to be a great heel in the ring. When I say a great heel, it's not about just hitting somebody with a chair. You have to be able to get the crowd to boo the hell out of you and boo you out of the building. So... I mean, I, I'm okay with Cedric. I mean, I don't know if him and Benjamin are about to get a run with the Raw Tag Team belts. Um, but hopefully, I know with Benjamin being a uh, seasoned vet as well, he'll be able to uh, help Cedric uh, definitely uh, tap into that, more of that heel uh, persona that he wants to tap into. So, again, man, I, I think Shelton Benjamin has been the ultimate professional coming back because I think when he first came back, he thought he was going to come back into a bigger role, and he didn't. So, mm-hmm. I respect Yeah, it. I, I always remember, you know, him and Mia Yim have that um, brother, big brother-sister-like relationship. And they said he was coming. He was going to appear on the SmackDown. But then he didn't for a few weeks. And then she tweeted. This was before she was signed. They was, like, taking jabs at each other. And then she posted. She quote to it, yeah, WWE called you. Then they said, psych. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh Shelton man hey man again you got to appreciate the talent um, mm-hmm. like Shelton and, and I get it the, the worst thing that Shelton couldn't do Shelton is horrible on the mic if Shelton yeah. was somewhat decent on the mic I bet you I'm pretty sure Vince would have made him a better like United States champion or intercontinental champion but as soon as you gave Shelton the mic he wet the bed so fast it was ridiculous yeah, definitely. Oh, man. Um, tribute for the Troops is coming up. We got, uh, I think, it's Sasha Banks and Bianca teaming up against Natty and Bailey, or maybe that's a fatal four-way match. Uh, what's your feelings on Sasha Banks? You, you know, I wasn't ready for Banks and Bailey just yet to break off. 
I thought it was more going to be a WrestleMania type thing, but maybe, you know, again, Vince and them were like, hey, there's nobody else with Bailey to face. Let's just go ahead and pull the trigger now. I think me and you had this conversation about Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. I like Bianca Belair. I think she's going to be probably a champion in 2021, but I'm, I'm just, I don't know if I'm going to be a fan of this in next year. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I'm a fan of that. Like, and everybody says it makes her unique, but I don't know. For me to push you into that championship role, maybe I want to see you tone it down. Use it for special occasions. Like, you know how when The Rock started going, it doesn't matter what you... She can use it here and there. Don't over-abuse it because it is something funny, but, you know, but well, definitely I want to see Banks and, and Banks and uh, Bianca Belair next year at some point. I want to see that as my WrestleMania match, and I want to see... Uh, I, I would love to see, first of all, the black excellence in that to see the black excellence in a WrestleMania match, what it would mean for the culture. But I would love to see that. Otherwise give me Sasha and Bailey again and, and make the story that Sasha can't win the big one again. You know, she can't win the big one on pay-per-view. She never won a WrestleMania match. You know, that, that would be, that could be, and I can go for Banks and Bailey again. I think those two have great chemistry. Um, I, I'm still concerned about what they're gonna do between now and Mania with Bailey because I, I was scared that once the Sasha thing ended, Bailey was just gonna get stuck. You know, maybe in a tag team, or I, I thought it was gonna pull off air. I was like, maybe if you take Bailey off TV for a little bit and then bring her back to attack Sasha. For like the revenge, mm-hmm. it would lead up to that type of WrestleMania match. Oh, I, shout I, out thought good. I thought she was gonna take a break, you know. Um, right before one of her matches, she lost her stepdad. And so I know, you know, just during this pandemic, that's a lot to deal with. So Definitely. I thought, man, maybe you know, she would take a break to just kind of mentally rest. But we look at her and wrestling has been like her outlet. So what can we can Carmella? This is random. What can we can Carmella? Like <laughs> I got her papers. So I like uh, Mella's money. I like that version. And I like Mella and R-Truth. I thought that was great. That was, man, that was golden. You know, you could have um, had them together and maybe Mella's trying to, even if she wouldn't have won the championship, you know, she could honestly be on Raw, but I know Corey Graves. Well, no, Corey's on both shows, I think. But she could have been on Raw, and it would have been the thing where, she could have been trying to go after the belt because right now, Oscar don't have nobody. Yeah, she's probably going to eventually <laughs> drop the title to Nia or Shayna, or she's going to beat both of them. But like, you could have had a program right there. Yeah, that oh man, that women, but that women's division is going to be spicy next year. I, I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah, me, I'm, always, I'm a big fan. And Charlotte's coming back mm-hmm. at some point. At some point, we don't know where Charlotte's coming. And then at some point next year. I mean, you know they got a lot of money. Becky Lynch is coming back at some point in yet. 2021. You don't think so? I, I'm not sure. Um, and the reason why I say this is because she's going to be a mother. And obviously, you and I don't know what that's like. We don't mm. know what type of bond she will have with that baby. You know, will she want to leave, you know? And then she's going to be delivering a baby. So who knows? You know, obviously, I'm nowhere near qualified to speak on this. So I'm not going to sound like Chris Collinworth <laughs> and make a, such an ignorant statement that he made after the football game about COVID-19. Oh, man. Um, yeah, yeah that, that really irritated me. But I, I, I just say that I don't know. So 
You know, people got on Brie Bella last year or a couple years ago when she had a match and they talked about, oh, she's botching. And I was like, hold up, pump the brakes. You know, a lot of you wrestler fans out there saying this never had a baby before. You know, you don't know what it's like to go out there and have to readjust to a new body because we don't know. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. That's why I'm like, I, I, I don't never include Becky in when she come back conversation only because of that. You know, um, we I don't know what's going on with Ronda Rousey. I would like to see her go against Oscar. You know, I just don't want to see Rousey come back and just win it all the time. I don't want to see that. Yeah. That's the reason why it's easy not to miss her, you know, because it's like, well, all she was going to do is win, you know? I, I hate to, I hate to do this to Rhonda, and I hope if she's listening, I'm sorry, Rhonda. I forgot about it until you just brought her up. I completely forgot about Rhonda. I feel bad, like, but you know, Brian, you said, real it, anyway. you said it perfectly, though, like, Becky, you know, if she comes back, uh, we're not qualified to even say things like this, but I can say that when I didn't do a sport for a long time, I lost a step. You may lose a little bump here and there. Like you said, everybody wanted the Bellas to be like, oh, she should have been hitting this move better. I'm like, yo, she just had a whole baby. Not not just a little half a baby. There's a whole baby that me and you, we don't have. We, we mm-hmm. don't, we, so I'm excited, man, again, for the women's division in, in 2021. And now hopefully they can get the Raw Women's Championship to be as, as competitive as the SmackDown one is right now, because I mean, as much as I like Oscar, I just think that she's to me always think she's a transitional champion. I don't think she's the long term, you know, goal for Raw. Well, this has been a run. She's had it since SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. So, so oh. we're back in the um the nineties. She had it from SummerSlam Survivor Series and still rolling. So, God, I hope they make a change with that. She's got to get that built up. I just don't like it. Right, give it to <laughs> give it to Lana. Give it to Lana. Let's now, go. See, you know, you know, people gonna be tweeting you at Brian ain't lying, <laughs> telling you why would you say that? Now they listen. <laughs> no, listen, man. I need somebody to, to get it out the blue, man. Give it to Lana. Lana's been getting her butt kicked. She deserves it. She's gone through what nine different tables. Like she deserves it. Give it to Lana. Yeah, but uh, we can ready to get out of here. Any uh, final thoughts, or let the people know where they can find you. Um, no, as always, uh, I'm on Twitter left and right at Brian A. Lyon. Again, you can check the podcast out. Uh, it goes live between 4 and 5 every Thursday. Uh, bring a snack. Bring a drink or two. Um, I try my best to bring a snack or a drink or two because I be hungry as a mug. Yes, I use the mug. Yes, I'm, I'm old. I'm 34 uh, doing the podcast. Um, Brian, as always, man. Um, I appreciate you, man. Definitely having me on. I, I definitely love wrestling, man. I'm a I'm a huge fan, so it's kind of amazing that we got a chance to connect this year. And your name is Brian, and we both <laughs> like wrestling. So now I don't feel like a legit weirdo anymore because other people um, still watch wrestling. I thought I was the only one that's still watching in 2020, so it feels good oh, to connect man. with others who still watch it. Yeah, man, you know, it's a whole bunch of us out there. You know, you'll see when the show get tweeted out. Uh, shout out to our good brother, Daniel Artest. You know, that's how we met on yeah. his show. Um, yeah. You know, we was, you know, there obviously through all the uh, NBA playoffs and NBA finals coverage. So shout out to him. Um, you know, and that's what it's about, man. Building this great community. Like I met Daniel through Kelsey Nelson, Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Um, she he was on her show, and Kelsey is like one of my close friends and one of you know my inner circle. Um, so by me getting a chance to, you know, by me supporting her, and you know, I got a chance to meet Daniel, 
And now, you know, obviously you and I got a chance to meet. And that's what it's all about, growing. Oh, no, I can't definitely. wait, though. You and PG County, um, you know, once all this is lifted up, we know we can definitely link up. You know, I got my brother. Like I said, my brother Corey's down there. You know, yeah. Britt Waters is right there in D.C. Um, okay. And we was all talking about, you know, just wrestling. Obviously, me, Dwayne um, and a few of our friends uh, from the Flex Zone, all huge wrestling fans right here in Baltimore. So I can't wait for that opportunity where we can all come together, man. I got my boy Glenn, my big bro down there in Virginia. Glenn's always, me and him have a thing, you know, we always uh, talk about, we always meet wrestling fans. You know, you can find a wrestling fan, you can make a wrestling reference out of anything. He and I be talking about life. And he'll say, well, you know, just think about, you know, when Hulk Hogan bite slam Andre the Giant, you know, you can just find ways to bring wrestling <laughs> into the conversation. No, man, that's that's true, man. Like again, it, it's it's an amazing thing that I didn't. Again, I felt bad last year because I was like, wow, I don't know anybody who still watches wrestling. Even this year, I was like, I still can't find people who watch wrestling. And it was like, you know, again, shout out to Daniel, man, for being able to link people up together who um, have similar things that they like. So I do have my collection of belts somewhere around here because I have a three year old that loves to be. The United States champion and oh nice <laughs> yeah so I definitely got a good collection. I see your collection you as well. Uh, let's see WWE. I have the I have the classic WCW US belt. Okay. Uh, let's see the the big gold belt like you got. Uh, and I lost in a tragic accident the World Television Championships. I think I have like five total. I'm down to four now. So. I do oh, want the man. blue universal strap though. I'm sorry. I want that blue universal strap bad. Yeah, I'm on number eight. I just got number eight. Um, the Andre 87. I um, seen. Yeah, that's a so, classic. I seen it. Yeah, man. Fandu belts, man. They had an imperfect belt sale, but I tell you, imperfect means you know it may have like a nick here. Whatever. You know, I guess when it comes to um, so for instance, this is an imperfect one, the big gold. The only thing wrong, it has one screw missing. That's it. The, there's nothing wrong with the Andre 87. And then obviously, you know, I got the scratch logo WWE. I got the NWO side plates. And uh, my brother Corey told me, he said, man, you got to get the WrestleMania side plates, bro. And I was like, eh, well, wait a minute. Nobody went because I'm still trying to find the WrestleMania 33 because that was the last one I went to. So I'm still okay. trying to find that one. Um, my uh, big bro, Brandon. God bought me the uh, Oval Intercontinental Championship for my birthday one year. And then I got the, you know, the classic IC title. And then, of course, big gold. I mean, big eagle and the winged eagle and the ECW belt that Mark Henry had. That's actually signed by Matt Hardy. Oh, man. Nice. Nice, man. I mm. still want the uh, uh, I think you have that belt. The winged the wing eagle yeah. WWE. I want that belt. One yeah, of my that favorite was belts. Brett. Yeah, that wow. was personalized by Brett. Uh, that was, oh man, that, that was one of the times I was speechless. Um, my brother Glenn got the classic IC title signed by Razor Ramon and Edge for me. So, wow. you know, I don't like Corey got like all the signatures. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, like he got like a whole science to it, but I don't have all the signatures, but I got a couple. Oh, and I'm going on the belt hunt tonight. I'm going on the belt hunt now. You got me motivated to stay up a little bit longer tonight. <laughs> and start going on my belt hunt, man, because I, I I love a belt, man. But of course, having a three year old, oh, I know, he, you know, he wants to take the belt and do other things, and I'm like, no, don't touch the belt. Yeah, that's that's why my stay stay away. Um, you know, I would definitely say. What, so, what was the first one you got? The first one, which what the first one I got? Oh, the oh, no, actually, I take this back. The first one I got was the John Cena spinner belt. I remember okay. this. 
All right, so I, I didn't have a lot of money. Uh, of course, I was working my little part-time job or whatever, and I was like, yo, I want a belt. And everybody was like, you got to get the senior belt. And that belt is so trash now when I come to think about it. I was like, I don't, not the WWE one. I like the United States Spinner one. Uh, but the WWE one, it, it was, put like this, Brian. It was meant for John Cena. It wasn't okay. meant to carry over the edge. And I, I didn't like it once it transitioned off Cena. But then I got the big gold belt. And then one day I was on Amazon or something. I think I bought like a semi-scratched up one, the WCW um, United States Championship. Uh, and then, like I said, now I do want some classic belts. So I'm, I'm looking at um, maybe uh, maybe get another television title because I love the television belt. And even mm. sneaking up, because I'm a bigger guy, but I'm going to sneak up and get it. I like the Cruiserweight belt. Okay. I, I like the Cruiserweight belt, uh, so I'm definitely you know. looking to get some belts, man. Definitely. Yeah, I, I, I look, you know, shout out to King Coley on Twitter, uh, Instagram and Twitter. He created the uh, hashtag Title Tuesdays. So if you go on Tuesday, Dope. you know, everybody rock their belts. So, yeah, jump in, man, next week. You know, post a picture with you rocking one of your belts. Oh, yeah. You oh, know? yeah, I'm rocking uh, it. Hey, hey, I'm trying to find some more by Tuesday, I, I, too. And I guarantee you'll find a lot of wrestling fans will follow you because of that. Because, you know, Dope. like I said, wrestling is this community. And especially, you know, I found a lot of black wrestling fans. You know, I got to add you in the Wrestling Realm group on Facebook, you know. We, we oh, definitely... Yeah. We get in there, man. We get it in, you know. And um, for me, I, um, you know, my first belt was the ECW belt. It was it's the commemorative nice. edition. It was on sale for sixty nine dollars. I was like, I'm getting this. This is gonna be my first belt. But then, <laughs> um, you know, I was working at Best Buy, and I thought Best Buy was um at the time was going to take a dive. So I cashed in my stock. <laughs> um, kind of wish I didn't now, but I mean. I Whatever. got the, the I got the the big eagle belt. That was the first one, the attitude era, because you know I like you know when the Rock wore it, it had that the way to you know when Triple H wore it, it was like dull. When you go back and look at the videos, it was like they didn't shine it up real nice. Yeah, it <laughs> but was when dull. The Rock and Austin wore it the first time. You know, you, it looked so like pretty, and I was like, yeah, I want that belt. You know, but it's a lot of cool stuff out there. You know, I've been looking at these um special ones they've been creating for certain wrestlers. You know, I, I like the. I don't want another winged eagle right now, but eventually, you know, I would like, I'm still a Hogan fan. I know that can be here, there, um, but I would like to get the Hogan or the Brett, you know, Brett's definitely like my guy. Daniel Bryan's my favorite wrestler of all time, but I don't need that belt. <laughs> oh man, that belt was a, uh, that, that, that belt wasn't that. And then the, uh, it fit him though. I loved it for him. Like you yeah, said, it was, it was for him. Tra you know, you being a, a fellow black wrestling fan, I got to ask you the night Kofi won the title. Where were you? Oh man. I actually was, I was on the couch. Actually, I'll take that back. I was on the edge of the couch. Okay. okay? And I got my son. He's sitting there with me and he's probably sudden, like a baby. Yeah, he's a baby point, right? again. Yeah, he's like maybe two or something like he's going to turn two. And mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, snap. Kofi just won the WWE. But, but then, Brian, I'm not going to lie to you. I started thinking negative. And, and that, that's my problem. I said, please don't let him dump it the next night. Like, please don't do that. Don't do that to me. And then they ended up still kind of doing it by letting him. Like, I wanted to see Kofi versus Lesnar and let them go longer than what eight seconds that was mm -hmm. that to me that hurt kofi again because now i i just feel like he's back where he belongs again with woods but i was like man eight seconds come on y'all y'all could have gave me at least i mean you gave me nine months of kofi as champion and i loved it 
But golly, why'd you kill it in eight seconds? Yeah, that hurt. Like that felt you felt it. You know, um, I was here with a few, like pretty much everybody, with the exception of my mother, obviously. Um, but everybody, but my father was here. Everybody who contributed to my wrestling fandom or put me somewhere in the business, maybe except like one or two people were here, you know, between uh, my co-host Wayne, my little cousin who's like like wrestling like me, my son and my daughter, you know, my uncle who really like my parents got me into wrestling. But because my uncle was like 10 years older than me, he was the one recording all the shows and whatnot. And, and when and when when, you know, and I'm like, I love Daniel Bryan, favorite wrestler. But I want him to lose. And then, like, Daniel, do the right thing. Daniel, put him over. And, and with Kofi won, man, like, I jumped up. And it was just, I mean, an amazing moment to me that will always, you know, between that and WrestleMania were, like, my the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely, man. And, again, I was excited to see Kofi win it. Um, I would love to see... I like how Vince did this and broke up the new day without doing the whole, he turned heel, he turned heel. But I do want to see Kofi and Xavier eventually start to go back on their own thing because I think that Xavier brings something special, but I think that Kofi still needs to go back into that world they title They can be kitchen. allies, you know, they don't have to necessarily break up. Because yeah. I understand the money that's a new day when you look at merchandise and stuff and a podcast, but just let them be, um, let them be allies. You know, like when you used to play the video games, you had allies, you had teams. So, you know, you let Kofi be a world champion, Big E. I mean, and Xavier be a U.S. champion or something. And hopefully we get Big E, man. Hopefully we get Big E to be a world champion. Uh, See, he next was year. my pick, but it seemed like they dialing him back, putting him in the IC title picture, and I don't like that. See, uh, the, the the problem with, with Big E is he got better on the mic over the years because at first, like, okay, when it was Big E Langston and then he went to just Big E and then he started doing the New Day thing, it threw me all off because I was like, is he really this good? But he got better on the mic. And like you said, I thought they were pushing him to be in the main event picture and then all of a sudden they were like, uh, go fight Sammy. And then the Jay Uso thing was shocking to put Jay up there in the main event thing, but now I feel like Jay is being pushed back down so it's it, it's i don't know i guess with wwe things are changing you know on the fly every day every night so hopefully like i said hopefully we can get Big E because i think that he has got something special and if anybody doesn't remember him as the nxt champion to me he had a great run as nxt champion absolutely but all right man i'm gonna let you get out of here man i appreciate you coming on hey no problem man thanks for having me as always and uh yeah let's let's do this again in the future man all right, we definitely will. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Make sure you subscribe on all social media platforms. Till the next time, so long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.